Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host Valerie, and sometime kitty co-hosts Miss Purrington and Mookie. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, all of my Austin Chronicle articles, now that I can say all of them, <laughs> uh, our festivals page listing upcoming festivals across the country and the world, and our FPIA contest page. We're best known for our events page for live comedy shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW, where 100% of the entries that you see come from comics and producers. If you want your show featured on the calendar, click the Submit a Show button from the top of the homepage or events page to complete the short survey. It's free and easy. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we'll share your show promo to our Instagram followers. Want to support these resources that we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Click the Support CW icon on our homepage to see the ways that you can help us. Now back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today, I am talking to somebody that that I I think I kind of first knew as the best big sister (laughs) to her younger brother. (laughs) She is the co-host of the Scumber Party podcast. She's a 2023 semi-finalist in the Cap City Comedy Club's Funniest Person in Austin contest. She's actually a regular performer at Cap City Comedy Club, and you've also seen her on Moon Tower Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. And now Comedy Wham presents, and I have to say this publicly, long overdue, (laughs) our guest, Ashley Sharma. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, you have just a wonderful speaking voice. You said so much, and it sounded so professional. Oh, my gosh. You need, like, a radio show. Somebody, give me one. No, no. On it, that, wow, that was so impressive to watch happen. It's like a nervous public reader. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I, I mean, I would literally say about the same thing for, you know, I think I've got 280 interviews now under my belt. Wow. So, I, you know, it's kind of like autopilot. That's awesome. It's just, I was very <laughs> impressed. I was like, wow, she's crushing that. Thank you. Even with all the phlegm in my throat. It sounded wonderful. <laughs> sounded great. Well, thank you for uh, coming out. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, I, I have an icebreaker question. Of course. But I'm going to start by kind of leaning into this big, big, best big sister <laughs> because I think my first introduction to you was watching during those. Um, I mean, I, I had seen you when you were first starting comedy. I was b- brand new before COVID. Yeah. Had bar- been doing it for a couple months and everything shut down. So yeah. it wasn't well incorporated in the yeah. scene yet. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw you because we were both fans of the Lanalax Corporation. Yes. yes and yes, during yes. COVID, you know, they would do the the video broadcasts and we, yes, would, yeah. we would all be in the chat room and you'd be with your, your younger brother. And yes. That's how, <laughs> that's how I first know you. My sweet darling. <laughs> he's, at the time, he must have been about 13 or 14. I think that's but right. he's now a full 18-year-old boy. Yeah, because I think uh, he and my son, you know, to make me feel ancient here now, are about the same, same age. Same age, yes. Yeah, my son's 17, I actually 17 and a half now. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. It's so crazy crazy right time i'd shift into total like parent mode (laughs) we have an 11 year age gap um between me and my my baby brother Uh and i full am like 
full parent mode. I'm, I was, I'm a legal guardian of his. Are you yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Not My parents are also his legal guardians, yeah. but I am also to, to oh. help with, like, so I could do, like, medical appointments and school stuff for oh. him. They just slapped me on there, too, yeah. so... He oh, is so cool. my favorite person in the world. <laughs> that's an accurate, I think, first description. I think anyone who's ever met me for the past 18 years is like, oh, yeah. and you have a little brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and your feed is like he's in there a lot. Oh, my you know, gosh. You like... can't even tell I do comedy from <laughs> my know. Instagram. But you can <laughs> tell scrolling. I have a brother. It's all him. <laughs> like, where are the past shows she's done? I know she does everything. I... Well, b- little brother, little brother. Little. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm so, I need to work on it. It's truly one of my goals this year is to, like, make sure people know Oh, they followed the right account when they follow you after a show because I think people are like, I would love to follow you. Meaning, yeah. like, I would love to see what shows you yeah. do. But instead, I'm like, guess what? You're getting pictures of my little brother and basically nothing else. So it's a goal of mine to grow on social media, get better at it this year. <laughs> well, the other thing that people know you as is as a nurse. Yes. So it's like, okay, we're eventually going to get to the <laughs> There's other stuff happening first. Yeah. yeah, nursing is, yeah, that's, I started, I like finished nursing school and had one month off. And before like finishing my exam and then starting my new job. And in that month, I just, I saw the Lonely Island at, oh. um, at the Moody Center. They were like doing a live show oh, and I was wow. like, oh, well, I'll go to that. And Vanessa Gonzalez, lovely local mm-hmm. awesome legend, mm-hmm. Vanessa Gonzalez opened for them. And I was like, wow, she's so cool. She's so funny. Um, she did not know the story until very <laughs> recently. And I truly the next week was like, I'm going to try stand up comedy. <gasps> And so wow. in that little gap of a month, I just started doing stand-up, and then oh, I started wow. being a nurse. So I've never really done one without the other. Yeah. It's It was like very much I started them at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm tired. I bet. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're so yeah. tired, too. Full-time job, parenting, and then whatever this is. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think this is great. I've never seen something so official. That was awesome. I'm. So, I'm still so blown away by that. All right, Ashley. Let's get to your icebreaker question. The official icebreaker for the podcast. Love it. One word to describe your past. One word to describe my past. Oh my gosh, chaos. <laughs> I feel like ever since I was born most things that I've done have been like rooted in total chaos just I don't even mean to do it I like even like nursing like I got into nursing and it was after like I was in school for like five and a half years I worked like five jobs to get through school nursing school was like I was working all these jobs doing nursing school on the weekends driving my little brother to and from school was chaos Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm gonna be a nurse and everything's gonna calm down then I started nursing and it was like guess what? There's a global <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, and, right? And I just feel like I've, tr- I don't try to, I try to like really pre-plan my life and yeah. like, and be very prepared, but it's just always chaos. <laughs> always. Every chapter has been just a mess. A good mess and bad mess. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you strike me as always being calm and collected. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed by you that you say chaos, uh, with all these different things happening, but you actually present yourself pretty calm. I think that's one of my, one of my sole virtues that I can admit about myself is like, I can, like, I was just telling you about the fire Uh on New Year's in my backyard. My neighbor ran into my house and was like, there's a fire. And I, like, he was, like, running and filling up his garbage can with a hose, and there was a big fire in my backyard. And I, like, 
took a deep breath. I said, I'm going to be right back. And he was like, you're going to be right back. There's a fire. And I like took a deep breath and I went to my house and I put on good shoes and was like, you have a fire extinguisher. This fire is going to be put out in 30 seconds. Just don't panic. Cause you have one shot with this fire extinguisher. Yeah. So I think I'm very good at like staying calm. Yeah. It's all in nursing. Like ICU yeah. training is like, if someone's dying, you better be like, okay, what do we do next? So yeah. I think that's a, one of my few skills is even if I look calm, I'm, it's the only way I know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> if someone starts dying, I'm like, we, we have got to figure this out. <laughs> if you start freaking out, your brain's going to shut down. So <laughs> But I'm never, if I ever look at peace, just know that I'm not. It's, okay. it's a small fire going on in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you grow up, Ashley? I grew up here in Austin. I was born in L.A., um, but lived here basically oh, my whole life. Okay. Um, was a very short stint in L.A., and my family still lived there, so we'd go back. Um, but lived my whole life here in Austin, um, and I've stayed here mostly because wow. of the little brother yeah. who's graduating high school. Oh my and I always said I would stay until he's 18. If my uh-huh. parents made me a legal guardian, I said I would stay here. So grew up here. Yeah. Loved it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you, you talked about how when you saw that Lonely Island show and then you saw Vanessa, that that like triggered something in you. Was comedy something that you would say was a part of your life growing up in, in some way, shape, or form? It was. My parents were, when my parents moved from L.A. to um, uh, Austin, their realtor gave them tickets to Esther's Follies in Cap City and said, you guys are new to Austin, check out these places. And my parents Gosh. were obsessed with um, Cap City, they went all the time. Oh, wow. When I was 17, my mom got me a fake ID to sneak me into Cap City. Not for no other reason, other just to sneak me into Cap City to see the show Punch. Uh, it's oh now, it's, yeah, I know, rest yeah. in peace, Punch. Yeah. But uh, to see the show Punch, because she just thought I'd like it. And I always liked stand-up. I never thought I could do it. Uh-huh. I had done um, Giggle Pants for like a day and was like, it, Giggle Pants is the UT improv group. Okay. And I joined that for a day and was like, this isn't really for me. Mm. I tried to make like comedy videos and just really didn't like waiting on other people uh. to like someone has to have the camera and like there's just so much coordination. And, and I, I, so I liked comedy. I didn't quite know how to do it in a way that fit my schedule. And I always was like, there's no way I could ever do stand up. Like, I can't remember all those words. Yeah. Um, so I grew up around it, definitely went to shows and things, but never until one day it like clicked with me where I was like, I can just go up and I don't have to wait for anyone. I don't have to coordinate my schedule. I can just write jokes in my notebook mm-hmm. during my break and then go and get it done on my, on my own time. That all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is perfect. And then I tried it and was like, oh, I love this. Huh. This is great. Do you remember your first open mic? I remember my first open mic. It was at Cap City. Ah. And I, not to sound, it must have just been a hot show because I crushed. <laughs> and I truly thought, and there was a, like a Netflix guy there. And he was like, you should audition for this Netflix show. Oh and I gosh. truly was like, oh my God, I'm the greatest <laughs> comedian in the world. And then I went to my second open uh-huh. mic, bombed to silence. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, I've got lucky that first. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm brand new at this. There's no way I'm good. That's, it was, I think I cried at, the second mic was at the Velveeta Room and bombed a pure oh, silence. Oh, that's, yeah, that's brutal. It was like, yeah. I went from like a hot Cap City crowd to being like, 
wow, am I a star <laughs> to just nothing? And then I cried. And if I, I, I think I cried so hard that I was like asking people on the street, like, do you think I'm funny? But they were not people that were at the show. Uh-huh. And so they were like, who, what are you talking about? <laughs> and um, so pretty big dichotomy between the, the first two. But yeah, yeah. after that, I was just like, oh I don't gosh. care if I, I kind of got a taste of both ends. And I was like, all right, I can do this. Yeah. I don't think I've bombed quite as hard since then. And uh, I think because you just, you can't bomb as hard as you do your first time. Yeah. Because you, you have like no recovery muscle. Right. You have no right. idea how to get any, <laughs> you don't have any like, you're, you're just unprepared for how heartbreaking it is. <laughs> so was that in 2020 or was that? Tw- 2019. Okay. So I was like Ju- June, July, 2019. Okay. And I did comedy um, regularly. I was like all about it. After every shift at work, um, I was doing something that I cannot do anymore, which is like leaving work in my scrubs and changing in the bathroom. And now I'm like, that's so crazy. Because after the pandemic, it's like, I would never wear my scrubs out of work because people (laughs) will be like, oh my God, get away from me. (laughs) But I used to, yeah, I did it for about six or seven months before the pandemic. Then everything shut down and my job was like, you know, it just happened to be COVID critical care and it took up all my time. And um, so then I took like a, cool seven months off again um of not doing stand-up and then kind of restarted in like november october november 2020 mm-hmm. so it was kind of an unconventional yeah. start but <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't even as i know people count that little i i still count it when i say i've been doing stand-up i say four years yeah. um but that I wasn't even writing. I was just, you know, shutting down. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're like first responder to this global so mess. I want to make it clear because I get called. I get the joke I make myself in here a lot is also like, she's a hero. And if I had known what <laughs> that first year was going to bring, I would have never, ever, ever become a nurse. It was so bad. Um, but now I feel. Oh, shit. That's right. Because. You started comedy and nursing at about the same time. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, It was, <laughs> it was, I was like a, I think I got off of, I worked, because as a new nurse, especially in critical care, you have like a person with you for about six months. Mm. So for six months, I was like, had someone with me all the time. I was on night shift, and then I finally switched to days. I finally was on my own in February, <laughs> February 2020, and I had a month of like, I really like this job. I think I could be a nurse forever. Like, it's so much fun. I love it. I think I really have a handle on this. And then March came along, and I was like, this is hell. Wow. I'm in hell. Why did I pick this? Wow. Um, but I think I've, I've, I no longer work in the hospital, which is a good, yeah. good choice. <laughs> Are you still in the nursing industry then? Yeah, I'm, so I work right now for a street team. I always say I'm a street nurse, which is like, sounds crazy. That sounds It like, sounds made yeah. up. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sounds like I... I imagine a beatbox somewhere yeah, at a yeah. table. <laughs> it sounds like I'm like hosting a, a party or something. <laughs> But I work with a mobile team um, that serves people that are chronically homeless, and then they ha- to qualify for a program, they have to have a, a chronic medical condition, chronic mental health condition, and a substance abuse disorder. And then we're a team of like a nurse, a doctor, um, case managers, housing stability specialists, um, peer support, and we all we all work separately. Like we don't travel around in a van. We all go out in our own cars. But we have like a roster of folks that are in our program, and we help them get housed, help them take control of their medical conditions, yeah. and and it's lovely and and get clean. And I love it. I've been doing that for two years. It's really really cool. Oh, okay. It's called M three. 
which is was supposed to be my chill job. I was looking for a work from home job. Uh-huh. And then someone's the story is that they saw my resume on someone else's desk and stole it and cold called me about this job and I was like, That sounds so cool. Um, so I've been doing that for two years. It's not chill. I wanna if you are a hiring manager of a chill nursing job, please please reach out to me. I need to sleep normal. I am like curious what how like I don't know how how much better I could be at comedy if I wasn't exhausted (laughs) before every show. Well, but on the flip side, isn't, isn't the early comedy life all about staying up late, hanging out with friends and being constantly exhausted. And then you go to your service industry job and And you're on your feet for 10 hours and you're just drinking and and like living that crazy comedy lifestyle. I kind of did that for a while, but it wasn't, I couldn't really drink that much because I would have to, can't I couldn't be hung over at work because again I was new it was it's not even like I think now I could probably I don't really drink anymore but I think now I could be hung over at work and still be good at it when you're new it's like you have to (laughs) you have to like have your brain on but I did that for a while it was fun it was fun I'm just I would now I'm just like why did I do all that I'm so tired (laughs) is it not do you think it's not in your genetic makeup to ever do like the doctor's office nurse it's, I, I should do that. I think I would get so bored, not to yeah. say that it's a job that's not hard or has its own challenges, but I do like, but with my critical care job and then the, um, you know, the street nursing job, I love the like unexpectedness mm. of it every day. And I really enjoy, um, working with uh, like that vulnerable population. Both of my jobs have been working with a lot of people who experience homelessness and a lot of low-income people. And so I do love that population. I could do doctor's office work. I I would probably love it. Like, I like most jobs. But I just, I am drawn to, like, the the chaos. And, like, the, I love seeing, I love, like, the excitement of, like, you don't know what today's going to bring. But I would, I I truly think this year is going to be my year to maybe transition to something to a little bit more, mm. um, at least something where I know where I'm going to be every day, um, like driving to an office instead of driving all around town. And the summer really killed me this year because it was like 117 yeah. degrees. And I'm like lugging around this giant backpack. So oh <laughs> so I think this might be my year to tra- like, but I don't know if I do doctor's office nursing. Yeah. I think maybe I do like, um, I feel interested in like clinical education. Like I'd love to train mm. new nurses. I think that would be very fun, and it would still be very personable, but I think I, I truly, in my heart of hearts, I think I might be ready for a break from patient care, <laughs> which I never thought I'd say. When yeah. I started out, I was like, three years as ICU, and then I'm going to be a criti- like a certified nurse anesthetist, and like I'm going to spend my life in the hospitals, and now I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> I would like to not do that. Who, who told me that that was a good idea? <laughs> Well, it is very admirable to me. I think you are my very first nurse comic yes. that I've ever Out of 280 met. episodes, <laughs> I have something unique. <laughs> Someone else that's been on a previous episode is going to write in and be yeah. like, actually, yeah. <laughs> I am a nurse. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I think you're it. I there's, think have you're you had, I don't know if you've had, there's a, there's a doctor, uh, a comic. 
Uh, are they Austin? They're Austin. Oh. I don't want to say their real oh. name because they go by a different name. Oh. Um, mm. Maybe they didn't. Men- maybe even if you had them, they didn't mention their yeah, doctor. Yeah, maybe. We have some lawyers. Uh, lawyers, I know. We have yeah. Elizabeth. Um, why am I blanking on Elizabeth Pierce? Yeah, yeah, pharmacist. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what I'm oh, thinking? Oh, yes, she's, a, she's nursing adjacent. I was thinking industry. Elizabeth jokes in my head, but that's, no. that's just her Instagram <laughs> name. Elizabeth Spears is a pharmacist. Yeah, we've got, yeah. we've got some, we could run a really needed clinic. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Just do some well checks. I want to get some labs done on most of you guys. Oh, man. I thought about I doing that for that. a while. I know, right? What would we find? Yeah. I thought about trying to do, because they have like ham... Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I remember what it stood for, but it's like the Health Alliance for Austin Musicians. Health Alliance for Austin Musicians. I would love to do that for comedians, yeah. but every time I've thought about doing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, with what time? Right. Um, but hey, maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe since I'm speaking it into the universe, maybe. Yeah. I will. Maybe if I do like a less intense, intense job, job, I yeah. can I can find time for these other ideas. Yeah. I'm just creating more work for myself. <laughs> I complain about how busy and tired I yeah. am, but it's everyone's like, you don't have to do this. You could just right. exist. <laughs> I'm the problem. <laughs> All right. Well, let's finally pivot to yeah, yeah. Ashley, the comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam right. nursing. So a, a stellar first time open mic, and then you spend six to seven months like practicing and getting a little bit of momentum and yeah. you were probably by March you were picking up shows I would imagine yeah I got I in March actually uh February that that um Valentine's Day weekend I did my first Cap City weekend hosting oh and wow. I literally and I did punch one of the very last punches ever that first week in March oh my so gosh. I just barely those were like my first two things I think that I did at Cap ever Outside of the open mic. Yeah. So I just barely got my foot in the door and was yeah. so excited and felt like I had this momentum going. Yeah. And then like a week later, yeah. it was like, everything's done. Oh my God. And that's, you know, thinking back to those pre-pandemic comedy scene days, like getting punch, huge, huge milestone. Huge deal, yeah. Getting to host at Cap City that early on in your career? I was very excited. That was, am- that's amazing. I think of it as like divine intervention that like that quickly I managed to, to weasel my way in there. <laughs> and it was the, my parents got to see me not only perform on the stage that they'd been going to an yeah. Austin for 20 years, oh my God. but they also got to see me do Punch, which is the show my mom snuck me in to watch. And so it was like, and then it, and then that was like one of the very last punches yeah. and one of the very last cap, you know, last weekends at that cap at city. That, yeah. At that venue. So yeah. I really liked it. And when I think about how that worked out, I'm like, I'm like almost stressed in retrospect that it wouldn't have turned out so lovely, but yeah. I'm very, very thankful. Yeah. Yeah. And punch was like the, the coolest thing you could do. Mm. It was kind of fun to uh, get to experience both scenes like getting to the very little our little baby scene yeah, yeah. that was like what like probably 75 people yeah <laughs> regular do- regularly doing comedy and then it just boom exploded yeah which is also wonderful it's just they're it's like very different I love both though yeah yeah and most conversations that I have with comics are oh so what did you do to the pandemic so we already know what you did during the pandemic That's, uh, truly just working it was yeah. nothing else yeah I didn't get to make banana bread or whipped cut. I wasn't doing any of the fun stuff <laughs> I was losing, I was having a full spiral in my home. Uh, can you even imagine a scenario where, let's say, you, you had a, a you know different 
working professional life and what what your personality type would have led you to do during the complete shutdown do you think you would be the type to say i'm going to make something happen mm-hmm. for myself or all right i guess i'm just on a break for a while and i'm not going to do anything i think i would probably honestly the thing i probably would have done which i did do a little um I just didn't do it as uniformly as I wanted to. Was I would have I would have definitely like set up some sort of challenge for myself, mm. like set some sort of goal and been working towards it. Yeah. Um, but I, I could definitely see myself like being like, I'm gonna train for a marathon or something mm. like that. Yeah. Where it just keeps me busy every day, but it's not necessarily. I don't know if comedy wise, I would have set something up for myself. I was just so new that I was just excited to do anything. Yeah. But didn't I don't think I had a good understanding of the um like industry of it or how to sell tickets or how to host a show but I don't think I would have relaxed I should have relaxed if I had that free time I should have just chilled but I would never (laughs) I would never we know that's not possible it's just not my brain does not work that way even though I really I'm really gonna try this year I think it's really bad (laughs) I think I could be more productive if I rested sometimes Yeah, <laughs> it's. I'm saying things that people realize when they're 12 years old, yeah. and me at 30 is like, sometimes you need to go to bed. <laughs> so dumb. Do you remember the first show that you did post, you know, or, yeah, whatever? It was the um, Cherrywood Showcase, and it was the Gross Lonely Boys. Oh. It was Danny Enzo and Clarkson, and then it was me and I think Chris Hills. Um, and yeah, it was my first show back. All the nurses, like 20, 30 nurses came out. Oh my gosh. Cause before the pandemic, I didn't tell anyone I did comedy. Mm. I was like dead. Like every, it was like a secret yeah. for what? I don't know. I don't know why I'm just creating <laughs> obstacles in my life. I just, I was, it was a secret for some reason. Um, it was a secret from nurses that I did comedy. And when it got taken away from me, I missed it so much that I swore that if I ever, got to do shows again I would never I would invite everybody I would never hide it from my work friends Uh everyone's invited to every show and so at that first show back all the nurses were like you said you'd invite us to come so I was like sure so it was a really fun show it was outside at Cherrywood and it was like you know easy to crush because it was like half of my job there yeah Um, (laughs) and they you know most nurses are alcoholics and so <laughs> they were hammered I, know that. I remember they were like so annoying and i was like be cool for once in your life <laughs> but it was very sweet that they came <laughs> and that was i feel like that was one of the first shows there was also like you know people were doing shows through the pandemic which i i did not know that yeah i think the only show i remember happening during the pandemic was didn't you had a show that was like doing like an online right is that we true did, yeah we did an online like virtual show. shows yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, which, you know, in hindsight, it's like, well, I mean, we were trying to do something good for people who, like, needed an Mm -hmm. avenue to express themselves. And we had Colton, who was our host, (laughs) and he would book these incredible people from across the country that now I'm looking at their social media, and I'm like, oh, okay, so you're you're headlining this, or you have a, a special now, or oh, you know, that's kind of crazy. And then little little milestones of we were Vanessa's very first online show. Oh, I and love it. We were that. Jasmine Ellis's very first online I love show, it. and it's like, oh, that's cool. We were able to do that for people. It's. I think it was so fun. I did. I don't think I did any online shows. I do. I do remember I did. 
I think the only kind of comedy thing I did the entire, um, the entire, uh, pandemic was the, they did a virtual valve open mic oh, and I was, I and so that. I did a three minutes on the virtual valve uh-huh. open mic oh, and gosh. it was, it, it was dire. Yeah. It was like, it was bad vibes. <laughs> like it, was, it was an open mic. You know how the normal yeah, uh, yeah, valve open mic can be. It's brutal. <laughs> and I, I don't yeah. know why I was like, you know what? Doing it online might be fun. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that. And I was like, yep, comedy is yeah. probably not going to work out for me. <laughs> and yet here you are. Like, I feel- you know, so with Cap, uh, Cap noticing you and having you as a host, you know, they have good memory about these things. So I imagine the first Moon Tower back, I think that was the fall of 21. Mm -hmm. Was that your first Moon Tower? Technically, and I don't, I've never got to say this, but I was booked on the the one that was supposed to happen in that April. And I was terrified like I was terrified to be on it uh-huh. um like the one that was in the 2021 mm-hmm. so this happened in April 2020 I got booked on it and I was like oh my god oh. I've been doing comedy for like six months and they put me on moon tower <laughs> and I was so excited and I didn't tell anyone because I was nervous in my head that it was gonna like if I told someone it was gonna not happen yeah and then the like two like March 11th or something there was a spike club which is like a roast show. I was at, at that one. And Hunter, I was there. And Hunter made a joke about me being on Moon Tower that year. He said he said something about like Ashley Charm was going to be on Moon Tower this year. Goes to show that if you work hard and focus, uh, your spot will be taken by a brown girl, <laughs> which is very funny. I loved that joke. I was like so honored to be <laughs> mentioned in Spike Club. But he did tell everyone that I was in it. And then yeah. like two days later, the pandemic happened, and then that Moon Tower got canceled. And I was like, Hunter, you took. It away from me you jinxed it I wasn't gonna tell anyone um so I was I was devastated that that one didn't happen because I was so excited but then when it came back they were I was very lucky that they asked me to do it again yeah and it was a blast I love moon towers they're so fun yeah you feel like a little tiny baby fish in your hometown um and you're like I don't know all of a sudden you're like back to the bottom of the ladder which I like (laughs) I like uh yeah, I like just when there's excitement in Austin. Yeah. I don't mind being a little fish in, in a big old pond. I think it's good. Yeah. And then, again, going back to Cap City and its traditions, <laughs> the FPIA contest, I guess with the, your timing, you would have probably done it in 21, but or 20, but mm-hmm. not Didn't an happen. option. 21, they weren't open yet. Uh, 22, I was out of town for the finals, so they told me I couldn't do it. Oh. Yeah. Danny and I both didn't do it 22 because... I noticed that. And I'm like, oh, is there I know, some I, kind of People were like, there? is there beef? Yeah. And I was like, no, what happened was we said, we're going to go... Danny, me and my boyfriend, local comedian, <laughs> uh, his grandma and my grandma both live in Vancouver, and we were going oh. on a family trip to go visit our grandmothers. Yeah. We haven't seen them in years. And we... So it's not like we could have moved the trip. We were both yeah. very excited to go see our, our sweet grandmothers. And... Um, it just so happened to fall on the day of the finals. And so, you know, we had signed up to do FPIA and uh-huh. then we realized the conflict and we were like, you know, ask Cap City. We were like, we don't even think we're going to make finals. Can we just do it? Because I'd never done it. Yeah. I was so excited to do it. I had waited. And um, they said, if you can't be there for finals, you, 
can't do it at all. Oh. And so then we had to wait again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then this was my first year doing it. Oh my God. And you made it to semis. Yeah. And I had so much fun. I was, my goal was just to make it past the first round. Uh-huh. And then I made it to semis, yeah. which was like final 14. And I was like, this is the best. Yeah. This is the greatest. Oh, I had awesome. so much fun. <laughs> it was just a good time all around. I'd built up the contest so much in my head because I'd watched it. I'd, I'd watched yeah. it since 2015. Um, I like on my Snapchat of app I haven't logged into in like 10 years. Um, there's like an old video of me at Cap City and on stage is Danny Palumbo. <laughs> and now I know Danny Palumbo and he's, he's my friend. But at the time I was just watching FPIA just because I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, so I was very excited. I was just happy to be there for the contest this year. So yeah. get, making it all the way to semis was Super, super fun. How nice. Yeah, it was great. I oh loved it. Oh, my God. It's like you're living a charmed life. It's so, it's like, I, I'm having the best time yeah. right now. Even though I'm extremely tired, if I could, like, go back to little me and be like, guess what? You're a nurse, and you're, like, a crazy street nurse, and you do stand-up, and, like, your little brother is, like, you know, 18, and mm-hmm. he lives just up the street. It's like, I'm I'm in heaven. <laughs> like Angelina, again, another comedian, yeah. works at the bakery, Quacks Bakery, uh-huh. um, down the street from my house. And so I go on little runs, and then I get to go to the bakery where my best friend works, and like she gives me free coffee. I'm like, this is like out of a movie. Life is so fun oh right now. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. How awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it just anything I've done with comedy is like a million times more than anything I thought yeah. I would do with it. Uh-huh. So I get very excited for every. I know most people are like, either are, are like, oh, the contest is so stressful and I hate it for that reason, or like, um, or like, oh, the contest, I don't, I, I don't know what that gets me. I'm like, you yeah. get to do a contest. Yeah. <laughs> this is a contest I grew up watching. I'm so excited to even do it. <laughs> it's just fun. It's all just pretty silly. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, it's a all good right. time. So we're going to take a break. Are we doing And we're going to do this game. I'm a game lover. Oh, Okay, well, we'll see if you still love games after this one. No, this is pretty harmless. So this is a card game, Where Should We Begin? Our web guru, Richard Goodwin, gave me this this uh, game. Awesome. And, uh, Looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, if you've ever had a conversation with Mimi Meyer, uh, she Mimi absolutely Meyer. adores uh, Esther Perel, who wrote this book, and she has like this podcast where she, she's a therapist, and she talks to people in situations, and she just asks these questions that get stuff out of them. So she oh wrote she this card game. So you're going to pick a card. Just point to the card that you want to, me to read to you. Um, I'm feeling drawn okay. to the left. Okay. All right. So you are going to read this one to me first, and Got then it. I will uh, read so this just... one to you. So you're going to read that question. I'm going to answer it okay, perfect. the best that I can. Okay, I'm ready. And then... The last lie I told was... <laughs> I love this. This is so fun. <laughs> Tell me everything. The last lie. Oh my god. Uh, so uh, we're recording this in early January, and this weekend I'm releasing an episode with Bach. Oh, nice. And uh, I think the the question that he he asked me was, "When was the last time you cheated?" And I'm like, I can't think of a time where I've cheated because academically. Never needed. You don't to seem cheat. like a cheating, but yeah, you seem no. like an open. And he book. just kept yeah. drilling and drilling and drilling until we found out that while I was dating another guy, I held hands with another guy, and it made me realize, oh no, I really like 
the first guy. And so, you know, <laughs> you but know, he had sometimes to you got to hold hands. Not, 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 <laughs> and it was just holding hands yeah, that's it. for the record. So to th- come up with a lie now because of Bach harassing me, I know. Well, it was when I never told the, the first guy that I held <laughs> but hands he with now. the guy. Oh, well, I assume that all of your exes are avid, <laughs> dedicated oh, comedy wham well, listeners. Do you really want to meet, bring the party down? Well, who? Oh no! He yeah, my ex passed away. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so. And for that, and I like to think that he's listening from, from the sky, from the sky, from yeah. beyond. <clears throat> well, <laughs> for him, he was happily remarried. So okay, you know, good. It's like you know, it's not like he was. He wouldn't have been devastated. And, hey, you never know. <laughs> no, he was not. That beautiful smile of yours, you know? <laughs> oh, stop. stop. You guys, the, for listeners, no. she has a beautiful smile. <laughs> I know you can't see it, but it's it would blow you away. <laughs> <laughs> and then the phlegm would. Okay. All right. Ooh, this is going to be fun. See, I get the good questions, but I think. It could have gone either. I, I, th- I love this question. The, this question is only bad because you're just genuine and you're a sweetheart. <laughs> There's people that could have gone hours talking about their life. All right, Ashley, your question is the last person who pushed me over the edge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the last person who pushed me over the edge. Oh my if I tell the real story, it's gonna be such a bummer. I promise. Let me think of like a good not I cause I I'm trying to think. Last person who pushed me over the edge. It doesn't take much. I think I lived. What? You're calm and collected. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not like, I don't think, Danny and I don't argue a lot. I don't argue with my family too much. I feel like it's going to be something innocuous. Hmm. When was, I guess I got to, first I must identify, when was I last over the edge? Somebody, do you, do you get mad when somebody cuts you off in traffic? I'm doing I'm the block approach now. Yeah. I'm just going to. This is I what find. I need. I need. Yeah. Um, no, because I believe I've, you know, I have no way of knowing for sure, but I think I might be a bad driver. Oh. <laughs> so whenever anyone, whenever something bad is happening on the road, I'm like, that was, def- yep, that was probably my no. fault. My bad. So sorry, sir. Thank you for not hitting me. Right. I'm so appreciative of that. Let's see. Um, somebody does something dumb at work. So I, the bummer story is that, is that oh, someone no. really made me really mad at work, but it, it's sad. It's not funny. Oh, no. okay. It's not funny. Uh, let's see. Somebody cut in line. Do you lose your mind? when? See, this is where it all comes out. <laughs> the truth is that I'm <laughs> docile. And, and um, if you're mean, you can be mean to me. And oh, I'm going to no. go, oh, my gosh, after you. Sure. Oh, no. You're so right. My, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, when was I last, like, real pissed off? <laughs> when did somebody really get on my last nerve? I can't think of anything. Even your brother? Oh, my gosh, never. He is so, oh. he is literally such a perfect little angel. Oh, my God, you are the best big sister. He's, he has never, I mean, he's my brother. Sometimes he annoys me, but with the way if my older brother annoys me, oh, you know what? Oh, there and we go. There it is. There we it go. It actually is both my brothers. It's everyone in the story. <laughs> it's it's multiple people. It's all the men in my life. Oh, no. It's that... So I'm a vegetarian, um, but I used to eat meat, and um, I used to eat just uh, chicken when I was younger, but I've been a vegetarian for like 10 years, and I'm not like an eat spicy food for sport. Mm. Um, not I like can... I think I can eat quite spicy food, and it's not going to have that effect on me, yeah. but I've never been like... I never try. I'm never like mm. eating a... 
habanero, but I've just always had this feeling like I think I can handle pretty spicy food. Um, so many of my brothers and my friends um, are, they eat spicy food for sports. So we were eating this very spicy hot sauce, these wings, and my brothers were eating um, like actual chicken wings. And I just had, they had some of the sauce, and my brothers were going, wow, this is, like, pretty hot. Like, this is very, very hot. Mm-hmm. My littlest brother is the one that I love so much. Is He was on the, like, Pluckers wall for eating oh all the fire in the whole wings when he was, like, nine. Oh so he gosh. can really handle the spicy food. And they were both going, Ashley, the sauce is really hot. So I got a side of the sauce and had some and was like, this isn't that spicy. And they really were like it's because it's on it's because it's on chicken that it's spicy and I'm like no I'm I'm like drinking the sauce and I'm like this is not as hot like it's a little hot it's not as hot as you guys are making it out to be and they just antagonized me for hours until I was truly like all of a sudden I like lost all composure and was like a little kid and was like smacking them I was like <laughs> shut up it is just as spicy when I'm drinking it straight out of the cup and then we did a scumber party where part of the show is that you bring uh, a snack. Uh-huh. And sometimes for the live shows, we do like a roulette. Um, and w- we had some de bomb sauce, which is like a very spicy uh-huh. hot sauce. And all of my male friends, uh, Enzo, Keith, I'm calling you all out, Murphy, <laughs> Danny, they were all like, we don't think you could eat de bomb sauce. Like one little drop makes us like sweat. Uh-huh. And so on the show, they had it there, and I was like, you guys are always talking shit. Like, let me have a spoonful of it. And I ate all of it, and it was, like, just spoonful after spoonful, like, no reaction. <laughs> and it was this moment where I felt so much rage coming off uh-huh. my body where I was like, I was right about my brothers. Like, I can eat way spicier food than them just because I don't do it all the fucking time. Just, oh, sorry. It, hurts. <laughs> it really, something in me snapped. I don't think I, well, maybe I do often hit my brothers, but, um... I truly felt like I was like nine being like, are you kidding me? I mean, just sort of, I don't like being, a lot of people say that the way to get me to do something is to be like, Ashley can't do that. Uh. And then I'm like, you, I'll show you. Like, I'm like a dumb, like just like a dumb big meathead guy uh-huh. sometimes. And that's it. All you have to, even if you don't believe it, if you're just like, she could never run as fast as me. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm very easy to manipulate. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a list for the last people. Um, Keith Thomas, Enzo Priesnitz, Danny Goodwin, Andrew Murphy, and my brothers Amit and Savan Sharma for gaslighting me into thinking that I can't eat spicy food when I can. I can eat way spicier food than, and you guys are all babies, and I won. So there, <laughs> there you go. go. There's the you really on the record. Your investigative yes. skills. Yay. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> Are you a spicy food for sport person? No, no, no. Not no, at all? No, but uh, my boyfriend is, and uh, my son, when he goes to out of town, like debate tournaments or oh, awesome. even swim meets, which is ludicrous to me, uh, they'll find a Pluckers or a Buffalo Wild Wings, uh-huh. and they'll do like, you know, all the kids that are in the hotel in the room. They'll do the they'll challenges. They'll do the challenges. And I'm like, you're competing. <laughs> You Debate need... is so vocal too. Yeah. <laughs> You're so dumb sometimes. Oh my gosh, that's the most like kid, seventeen year old. I know. Oh, that's so sweet. Debate team and swim team. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think he'll do stand up? If he's in debate, he's like public speaking. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, I think he's really funny, and I think he's funnier than than me. But that's I think because he just got you know I think kids have like this natural gift. Yeah. And plus. Uh, 
passive aggressive queen here. So, you know, he has to have defense against that. Um, and he's been around comedy a lot. Yeah. So, you know, he, he knows what funny is. And, but I think if he were to do it, it would be a scenario like you where it's like, well, I'm going to, ha- I'm going to work a day job. <laughs> yeah, I have something else. Yeah. My, my brother, when I was, when he was younger, he stays with me once a week. And so, uh, my method with him always <laughs> raising him was that he, if I'm going somewhere, he's coming with me. Mm. Um, and so he would come with me to open mics huh. and then he was there. So he was like. Yeah, I'll do it. So he'd be like in middle school oh doing open mics. And he never, he like was like, yeah, you and your friends are lame. Oh. <laughs> he would crush at the open mics because he's 13. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Savan, you were crushing because you're a child yeah. and they felt bad for you. Um, <laughs> not because you're funnier than me. But he was like so good at it, but just not. He was like, yeah, I have other stuff I want to do. Yeah. He likes to perform, but he, I don't think he would ever be like, comedy is my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because kids, I feel like 17-year-olds today with the internet are just naturally, they have more access to jokes and understand yeah. joke structure and every comment that they write on something or post is like a little joke. So yeah. kids today are like funnier than normal kids. They're also meaner. I think children are getting meaner. And they I'd like are. To go on the, I'd like to go on the record and say that. I'm not allowed to look at the group chats among his different oh, friend groups. Of course not. But I have been. he has told me some of the things that other kids say, which I then, by extension, say, okay, so you're probably saying some of these, too. And he's <laughs> like, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm not like brutal. a... I've never been like a check... Again, I'm of my dad, my mom, and me... And my older brother is parent like is parenting my youngest brother. Um, I'm definitely the most hands on. <laughs> like I'm definitely the one like I'm doing his homework. I'm helping him apply for what? college. No, you can't do that. One hundred percent. I was totally. My parents were like, he was the easiest kid, and I'm like, yeah, I bet he was, y'all. I'm sure he was the easiest kid. But not, my parents don't deny it. They're like, yeah, she did all the heavy lifting with this one. But I've never been like a check your phone yeah. kind of parent, but. Um, I do see him, like, he's shown me little flashes of, he has, like, a, like, a Finsta, like, a fake Instagram, and he's, like, shown me a joke or two on there, and it's, I'm like, you are crazy, like, (laughs) first, sometimes I'm like, I don't understand how this is funny, like, it's, like, a niche kind of humor that I, I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm old, because I don't know what's going on, (laughs) um, or it's, like, so adult, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I've created a monster, but it's my fault, I can't put him at comedy clubs as often as as he he loved like sitting he was always at the back of shows and hanging out yeah he got special permission to go to cap city when before he was 18 and he loved it every time he was there he was having a blast but so i'm to blame because i exposed him (laughs) to so much uh weird stuff at a very young age truly during his most formidable years years, yeah i was like you you know what you gotta hear you gotta hear hunter duncan talking about incest porn that's what you need (laughs) On a Tuesday night at, at 14 before you go do a shift at the middle school. <laughs> so anything he does now, I'm like, yeah, that might be on me. <laughs> but he's good. He's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's well-rounded. for, And I, I also always figured, like, if he's going to hear weird stuff, you know, anywhere. He's yeah. either going to be home on his phone seeing weird and hearing yeah. weird stuff on the internet. Or he's going to hear it from... The, the sweet, sweet mouths of my friends. Yeah. So might as well do it <laughs> while we're all together. Yeah. You can learn this way. I, yeah, that's one of my kitties. Yeah. Oh, I have 
like there's four in this house. Oh my gosh. I yeah. can't. They have such a distinct, <laughs> distinct So he, he is carrying around. So this is our, our Mookie uh, kitty. And he is, when he does this, it's because he's carrying around one of his cat toys and delivering it somewhere. Oh, he's on the move. I can't tell if he's coming closer or farther away. Because my mom's so in the gorgeous. front. He's got like the cutest little move. <laughs> oh, just wait till you oh, see, see him. him. He's like. No, that's a different kitty. Oh, there's more. Yeah, the, the, he's our. I heard Mookie and Miss Purrington. Miss Purrington. Miss Purrington's upstairs. Uh, Mookie is the snaggletooth, one-eyed, blind cat. I love. <laughs> I'm such a not to say I love like a cat or like any animal that's got like a bunch of weird stuff about it. I'm locked in. My friend has this little rat dog that looks. So, I don't know if he looks ill. He just doesn't look right. It's my favorite dog in the world, so I need to see yeah. Snaggletooth Cat. Okay. Mookie, do you want to come over this way? He might eventually. He I'll, was, be, I'll he act was cool. actually there. i got to act cool so that okay. Mookie will yeah. come in. Yeah. Also, Mookie is a great name. Yeah. I was thinking yesterday, This is these were my late... I truly did this and then fell asleep. <laughs> I was considering buying a lizard. <laughs> I want to get, like... I wanted a little baby crocodile. And then I was like, oh, they don't stay, baby. They get... And also, I was looking up prices for crocodiles and expensive and quite the time sucks. So I looked up, like, easiest lizard. I think I Googled... I think I Googled... I Googled best starter lizard. <laughs> and up came the leopard gecko. <laughs> and uh, I kept... I took... I was, like, looking at them. And I really want to get... A leopard gecko, or like any reptile, but leopard geckos are pretty cute. Um, and I want to name them electrolyte. Like I think that would be oh so. I don't. I love. I'm. I'm passionate about <laughs> electrolyte solutions. Like I love Pedialyte, <laughs> and I really think that that would be a good name for a lizard. And I would call. I would carry them around. But I've heard that that stresses them out, so maybe I wouldn't oh. get to do that. I, but then I was like, this is. I could never give electrolyte the life he deserves. So <laughs> then I went to bed last night. <laughs> Well, well, this this seems like a natural segue to talk about Scumber Party yeah. because uh, I've I've watched an episode and it is, I mean, you do have some segments, but it is it seems like it's just very free form. It's chaos, random, crazy conversations. It's yeah, we yeah, perfect. <laughs> Moving on from Leopard Gecko, yeah, when uh, yeah, we it's my pod, our podcast is um, called Scumber Party, which is like. I don't know why we named it. <laughs> I remember we spent so much time on the name, uh-huh. and it's it's crazy that the best we could do is Scumber Party. <laughs> um, but it, the the premise of it is it's me, Andrew Murphy, and Danny Goodwin, and we, uh, we're we treating it like a, a sleepover for your ears. So we you know, extracted those three classic elements of a sleepover, which uh-huh. is a movie that you watch, a snack that you all eat together, mm-hmm. and a ghost story. And we just have one person bring one element um it has to be like just a movie recommendation a snack that you home make uh-huh. which is my favorite segment and then a, a ghost story that you write which is the hardest one uh, yeah. um and then we vote somebody off um at the end it, but it's just it ends up being chaos we do like sometimes we do other sleepover stuff like we've done like ouija boards and fortune tellers we've done that game mash uh-huh. it's really just anything stupid yeah we're like yeah we'll do it we did a Christmas episode recently, uh-huh. and that one was like, um, we had guests. Holly Hart, lovely comedian Holly Hart, came on, and she made, she, I think she's like a, 
she listens to Scumbra Party, mm. which always blows my mind that yeah. anybody listens to it. <laughs> um, and she brought a like handwritten and painted children's book about Scumbra Party roasting us oh my as three ducks. And it's truly, I was like so blown away by it. I was so touched because it clearly showed that she listened to the show, uh-huh. which is nice enough already, but it was so thoughtful and well put together. But so she like read it like a storybook on the show and it was very funny. We've done like roast segments. We've done like a draft. Basically yeah. it's, it's anything. <laughs> yeah. I watched the Halloween episode. So, I'm trying to think and I saw the draft. The movie oh yeah. Draft. Yeah. We did yeah. the, we did the, um, we did all of the, was it the movie draft? The monsters. Oh, yeah, it was the like monsters. all the villains in every yeah. movie that we've ever brought on the show. We did a draft of them, which, you know, for some movies makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, American Psycho is like, whatever, what's his name? Patrick Bateman? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Oh, okay, no, no, the, yeah, the, the character. character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think Patrick Bateman. Or is that right. Norman just Bates? Is, okay, I'm mixing yeah. up all my... Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Bateman, that's his name. I love that movie. It's uh, a great movie. But that's like, he's the clear villain of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is he, though? Well, we could get into yeah, it. Yeah, we could really He's get the, into that. I, I'm, I totally understand him, honestly. <laughs> but, like, he would be, if you're extracting a villain from that, it yeah, would be him. Yeah. Whereas, you know, for, like, you know, we ha- they're not all horror movies that we brought right. on the show. I'm trying to think, like, wh- what was our um, villain for, like, Space Jam? It was, I guess it was oh, the Monstars. There were some that were, like, the American economic system. Yeah, or, like, well, I, or I just, like, the Danny government. on the... Um, Eyes wide shut. It's like the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. So Murphy went through all the movies we brought on and like extracted the villains, which were sometimes so convoluted. That was very fun though. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't know that people do drafts on podcasts. I guess there's a, oh. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a podcast that's like every week they do a draft. Oh, I think gosh. it's a very famous podcast oh. that I should know the oh, name. I have to probably know. I've never listened to it, but I was like, Murphy is such a good idea like this was so fun did you come up with this and he was like no ashley didn't come up with joke drafts i was like oh my bad i thought it was so i thought that was it was fun i, I was really mad that i didn't pick uh blanche the cat in that yeah, you episode were very upset about that i because i really wanted to have you ever seen that movie it's um no. from the it's a Japanese horror movie huh. called House, but it's not very. Sp- oh, how I have seen that one. Yeah, and it's like crazy. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, it's got like the Love cartoon it. elements. Love and- it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite yeah. movies. And that's so that fluffy white cat yeah. in there. That's Blanche. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. <laughs> it's right? a fantastic movie. Anyways, my point was, <laughs> listen to Scumber Party. Yeah. If you like, uh, if you like, like a fever dream yeah. of a podcast, <laughs> and the cooking part is really fun too because the boys. We're not, like, challenging any boundaries of, like, look, Ashley's bad at snacks, mm-hmm. and the men are actually good. No, the boys are pretty bad at snacks. <laughs> Every week they bring some... And sometimes it's... I, I think also the, like, time element. Like, we film on a Monday, okay. so it's, like, everyone's getting off of work, and then we're, like, fuck, we have to have, like, a snack in, like, an hour. It really produces... It really enables Danny, in particular, to make some of the worst snacks I've ever... Sometimes they make me angry. That's another, yeah, the the last person who pushed me over my edge is Danny bringing, like, disgusting snacks that I have to eat after we've all worked all day, and then we don't want to eat his, yeah. like, you know, he brought, like, warm grapes oh. rolled in jello powder one time. Ugh. He brought, like, just a plain uncooked cor- tortilla with almond butter. Like, they're really bad sometimes. Um, and then we get to roast him and vote him off, which is fun. Yeah. But, yeah, if you love... Um, podcasts that make very little sense but are maybe a lot of fun um check out scumber party 
and we also we're doing live shows now which yeah. those are really great um we do like a free live show where you can bring your own it's like byob uh-huh. and you can come hang out at um the comedy frequency studio nice. and then we just record live those have been so fun people show up which is shocking to me every time. We have, like, a couple people that we don't know uh-huh. who, like, just are fans of the podcast. And it. I'm always like, I can't believe you're here. <laughs> I can't believe you're taking time out of your day to come check it out. But they're so sweet, and it's just really fun. To, so if, if you're all interested, check out those live shows. Yeah. And really you good. got picked up for Moon Tower this year. The podcast got picked yeah, up Yeah, we got to do it at Moon Tower. So we did one with two of our good friends Andrew Dismukes oh, yeah. and Devin Walker who are, who are on they? yeah never heard of them never heard of a little indie show called Saturday Night Live <laughs> oh that thing yeah That's you still can, real? they they're uh it was perfect because they were you know they're on SNL so that's yeah. a great draw to the show but mm-hmm. also it was like they're oh, our friends, friends yeah. so we can like make fun of them and they felt comfortable uh-huh. roasting us and it, that That's one was so a awesome. really, really fun show. We like we were in the big room at Cap, which oh I was gosh. like, oh my God, what? <laughs> Are we going to bring out enough people for this? But we did. It was packed. And, oh my gosh. And the audience was hot. We all did stand-up, and then we did the story and the snack and and like did a little presentation on a movie. It was a blast. <laughs> I loved it. The live shows have been a real unexpected like highlight yeah. of the podcast. Um it's a blast. I just have fun doing it more than anything else. Yeah. If no one listened and I just once a week hung out with Danny yeah. and Murphy and and played a bunch of little games, I'm like, this is good. I think <laughs> from the very first episode, I was like, oh, this was just like a fun break from normal stand-up. Yeah. And still feels like you're being kind of productive yeah. in terms of comedy. It's good. I'm going to add it to my rotation because I'm like, oh, this is fun. And now that I know one of your movies was House, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, did House. Yeah. We've done – the. Uh, yeah, a lot of people will message me and say like, oh, I watched this movie because I heard about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. Yeah. There's one episode, now famously or infamously, where Murphy and I get into a real fight <laughs> about – which is – because Murphy and I don't fight in real life ever. Uh-huh. Um, we barely fight on the podcast. I don't know why, what was going on in our brains, where he and I just truly got in a real fight about Field of Dreams, oh which is like the most... It's such like a it controversial make, movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know why. Something in our brains just snapped and we got into a real fight, um, which is very, very funny. In retrospect, he and I both have laughed a lot about it, and people have brought it up a lot. Um, but the movie segment is like has more power than I think we ever intended, mm. because people will watch them, and apparently Murphy and I will really get as soon as that segment was over we're like all right movie's over then we were like why did we just get in a huge fight about that that was so crazy but in the moment we felt it that's cool um and you're up to like 60 something episodes you've crossed the year mark crossed the year mark yeah and yeah honestly there's a couple like nurses that have said they listen to it like nurses that i don't know that say that they listen to it um during night shift which when I was on night shift, very short stint, I was on it for like a month and then I crashed my car. Oh. And then they were like, oh, you can, I crashed my car driving home tired from oh, night gosh. shift. Um, so they let me switch to days. Um, but on my short stint for night shift, I listened to podcasts, including that's when I listened to Comedy Lamb. Oh Lam. my gosh. Um, and so hearing like nurses that like are listening to it for night shift yeah. is so like, oh my gosh, people actually like like this. And I was so flattered by that that I was like, we got to keep doing this forever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we're having a lot of fun with it. Nice. Yeah. 
Are there upcoming projects that you you're you're I working on? I certainly. I mean, we we're lucky enough where Cap has let us do a couple of the live shows too. Yeah. Um, so they I, we had a great time last time. I'm sure they'll have us back. Right now we're just doing. We're trying to sort out um, those little. We did like a holiday live show, but I think we. I really want us to do those monthly ones at yeah. the uh, Josh's Black Rabbit Club. Yeah. Um, just like an underground basement club so just every month check out at scumber party on instagram if you want to come hang it's mostly a hang yeah <laughs> and but three of us well, that's always the best though especially if you like all three people individually mm-hmm. and like for me i like all three of you individually mm-hmm. i huge 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 gross lonely boys fan so I like a, Stanny, a Fanny Goodwin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I know Danny is hilarious on a podcast, and he's so so smart. Oh. Don't go back and tell him I said that. Of course, I would uh, never say yeah. that to him. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know his his the way his brain works is always fascinating. Uh, and then you know I in my mind I'm like you know is it gonna be a gross lonely boys kind of thing? And I'm like well there's not a Clarkston equivalent yeah. in this equation. <laughs> I can go Clarkston. <laughs> I can know every movie and song ever and and, and be angry. <laughs> Shout out Clarkson, <laughs> boy. But uh, yeah, the dynamic is is really fun. Yeah, they're uh, they're truly. Uh, you know, Danny is my boyfriend, but first yeah. and foremost, he he's like my friend. I genuinely like him as a person. I, I feel like fifty percent of the time when we're together, it's like is like he's my boyfriend and the other 50% of the time he's very much just like one of my pals <laughs> oh. and when we're doing scumber party feels like that yeah because uh, yeah, I love Murphy adore his taste in movies he was one of my very first friends when I started comedy and all three of us have similar interests like we all love basketball we all love mm. movies um we're all very family oriented um obviously stand up um but we all I think we have very different opinions on those things like I think whenever we talk basketball it's always opposing sides and movies we all have very different tastes so I think it's a good fit for the three of us because we just never run out of stuff to talk about and Josh is on it too uh the wonderful Josh Cabaza who produces it um he's a fun like fourth like person to bounce off of I just find him to be very fun yeah, I'm finding myself listening to several of his produced podcasts. Like I've been listening to Sean Riley show oh, yeah, yeah. as well, and uh, he chimes. He's pretty active in in that one. Well, you should know. Whenever we end Scumber Party, there's it. They have this big. He, Josh's like producing company is Comedy Frequency, mm-hmm. and so we do like you know at the end we go like follow Scumber Party, shut up Murphy, Dad Ash, and. And follow Comedy Frequency. And every single time, it's my turn to say, uh-huh. follow Comedy Frequency. I think every single time I've said, follow Comedy Wham. Oh. Uh, so it just slips out of my mouth every single time. And then, and then I always go, yeah, no, follow Comedy Frequency. But also follow Comedy Wham. I think only one time have I not done that. It's just because when I think just like yeah. production company comedy, Comedy Wham is... It just is in my head, so you're, you're welcome. Thank you. All the, any followers you've gotten, I'm yeah, sure, is solely because of, yeah. Oh, for sure. No, but that's, that's what I was saying to you earlier, um, how branded you are. Clearly, uh-huh. it's working. Wow. My subconscious is locked in on it. I love that. I love it. It's great. All right. Well, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want people to know about you? I don't know. I 
I feel like I drew my. Little, I told. I told you. I drew a little yeah, mushroom like nice. I was do. Very nice. I've been doing mushrooms and jellyfish, which are. Oh, that's we're talking about what I'm doodling on the paper. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're doing mushrooms? No, no, no. I'm not doing, I, I'm, now? I'm in a state of, of my doodling process where uh-huh. recently I'm mostly doodling mushrooms and jellyfish, mm-hmm. which I'm now looking at this mushroom. I'm like, it's because they both have the same shape. Yeah. The very simple very <laughs> shape easy. to do. Mm-hmm. But no, outside. I mean, people are always like, you're a nurse and a comedian, and and, and I'm like, yeah. And that's pretty much it. That's the, <laughs> there's not much else yeah. to me. I like to run. Oh, and I like my brother. Yeah. Yep. It's it's. I don't think I'm that complicated of a person. <laughs> I don't have that much going on. So going circling back to the brother, you said you were helping him with college. College apps. Yeah. Where is where is he looking at going? So he's he's brilliant. He's the smartest. I think I my other brothers are very smart as well. I have a very I have an even littler stepbrother who's um huh. who turned fifteen yesterday. Oh wow. Um or fourteen, fifteen, somewhere. <laughs> I don't those. remember their ages. Um but I think Savon is the smartest of all of us, honestly. He's top of his class. Oh. If he does like a film program, he's in a band, he runs track, he oh it's gosh. he's just like top like four percent or something. Um so I thought I was, you know, when encouraging him to apply for colleges, I said, go wherever your heart wants. Like, go as far as you... Like, I've yeah. stayed in Austin all these years because you live here. You don't have to stay here. Go wherever you want. Uh-huh. You're free. And then as it's gotten closer to him leaving, I'm like, or you could go to UT Austin. <laughs> like, that's also a good school. UT Austin's a great school. Maybe uh-huh. you could go there. So he's automatic admission to UT, and yeah. I, he's already gotten his, like, yeah, you're in. Um, he's still waiting to hear back from some other schools, like some in New York, and then I think like Rice, and got into A and M, which I was like, I guess that's an accomplishment. But I'm we're a UT family, so <laughs> you're not going there. Um, we're proud in theory, but come on. <laughs> and then he had some schools he was looking at in Colorado, but I think I think he's kind of leaning towards UT, mm. which would be awesome. Yeah. Which you know I would try to leave him alone. Like I would be like, go to your thing. I'm not even gonna look. Go have fun. We're never, uh, if I see you in a bar, I'll walk the other way so you can live. But I would just like to have him close. Yeah. I thought I was talking, a, I think I was talking a big game, being like, you could go to New York and I'm not going to feel a thing. And yeah, now I'm like, right. oh my God, if he goes too far away, I'm going to lose my mind. I think my whole family will collapse into ourselves if he goes too far away. But honestly, wherever he wants. But I think he, I think he likes the idea of UT. He wants to do comp sci. Um, oh, so that's like that's the like, best school. It's like, why not go here in state tuition? Your mm-hmm. whole family's like in the area. He did grow up like on UT's campus. Like he grew up like on 38th Street. And oh, so I'm like, yeah. you are, it might be a little too close, but honestly, wherever he picks, he's so smart that I'm like, yeah. go wherever. Does your son know where he wants to go? So here's the deal. <gasps> he, so Lake Travis is this massive school, right? Oh, yeah. Like a awesome thousand school. in the graduating class. Is that the one class. that's got the great football team? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my son is like just outside the 6%, so he's uh-huh. not automatic to UT. But you can be on that cusp and still get in. But he did, didn't apply because they don't have the right engineering school. Oh, God. I, I am also a, a, a Longhorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, so, come on, go, go uh, to UT. I don't know if you can spot that. <laughs> oh, no, is he going to UT? I mean, a and I think he, he ultimately will. Did he get into the engineering a, school? He did get into the engineering. So my brother. Yeah. They oh, my God. Friends. Can oh you imagine God. if they went to college together? You know, what's, what's crazy, too, is my godson, who lives near Waco, 
also got into the college of engineering and i'm like oh my god that is so crazy yeah that so, would have been so insane because he did get into texas a&m engineering yeah he his dream who is whose isn't was mit and he didn't oh, make yeah. the cut which was a bummer i don't know if my brother ended up applying for mit but i did have like a talk with him where i was like i love you and we don't have a lot of money yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you want to you'll have to get in and then also get a scholarship which yeah not to cut your dream short but yeah. just consider that right, right i can't remember if he actually applied or not yeah and then the, he applied to some schools in Indiana, Illinois that are strong engineering schools. Oh, Illinois is fun. And then Stanford. But the more we talk, he's like, I think I'm just going to go to A&M. And I'm like, you know, I kind of like the hour idea of you only being a couple hours away. Yeah, it's nice. kind of far, but not too far. I can afford it. Yeah, yeah. It's all reach for your dreams until we're like, oh, my God, how, who, who's going to pay, pay for, for this? this? Yeah, I know. He got, my brother got a scholarship to school in Colorado, and we were like, Oh my gosh, but it's not a full ride. Yeah. And then it's like a million dollars to leave yeah. the state. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice that you got a scholarship. But yeah. Uh, Texas, we sure do love it, don't yeah, we? Yeah, right. Oh, right. well, th- and then comp tell science, him congrats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Will. Will. Is the comp site school for A&M in the engineering school? I don't know. I, I don't know if it is. But oh. I mean, my son is like definitely engineering, like tr- not, you know, like building like things. truly oh that's yeah, so yeah, cool yeah. Yeah. i think if i didn't do nursing i would have done engineering mm. nursing just seemed like the fastest way to have stable money mm. and then i ended up being interested in it i mean i really like anatomy and yeah um like critical care i think it's very fun um but engineering is incredible the options yeah. are just endless and endless yeah does he know what kind of engineering he wants to do you're gonna love this what is it so his dream and and i might show you the his little display area oh my gosh there's there's only one other comic i've ever shown his display area his dream is to build transformers for hasbro oh my gosh he's studying industrial engineering material sciences engineering that's what he wants to study that is so cool i in my free time recently have been uh bothering there's no other word for it <laughs> bothering s- very sweet enzo uh-huh. um from gross lonely boys <gasps> and 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 he lets me hang out in his shop and he's oh like God. teaching me about woodworking and metalworking and just like letting me get more comfortable around those big industrial yeah. saws just as you know i don't think i'll ever like make anything worth selling yeah. or anything it's more just because i i am interested in it mm-hmm. um that is so cool. You must be so proud of him. Oh, yeah. And I have a story about Enzo, too, because I interviewed Enzo the year before he got the, his FPI. Oh, funny as hell, yeah. And so I was just so fascinated by his, like, welding and, like, that part of his his life that I I, <laughs> I invited myself and, and Travis to his workshop. You guys have been to the shop? Yes. And I love Travis, the shop. like... Enzo spent like hours with him showing him how to do things, you know, the hat and the hammering and then that one big industrial uh, hammer. Yeah, he has that giant, yeah. that huge, huge hammer. It's yeah. like, I love using that. I've, the, I've it's used terrifying. it. It's horrifying. <laughs> but I love, that is so cool. That is, I think he, I don't think a ton of people, I think he's willing to bring a bunch yeah. of people to the shop if they want to come hang. Um, not that, sorry if I'm inviting yeah, yeah, people. Sorry, Enzo. <laughs> we're we're outing your spot. That is so cool. He's very, very He's nice so about that, right? Because yeah, yeah. he just really, I'm like 100%. I am slowing him down. Like <laughs> yeah. he is working on, he's actually working on a project for my mom. My mom is like 
needs like a railing built for her house so he's he's making that for her so I'm helping with that and I'm like I am slowing him down (laughs) I'm not helping I'm not speeding up the process because he he's explaining every step to me and it's for no reason other than I'm just I I really like um like industrial engineering mechanical engineering like I I have that like my dad's an engineer so Mm. I, I do have that interest my dad works with like industrial lathes um and so you must be so proud. Like, that is so cool yeah. that your son is like, followed that interest. Yeah. It's the coolest. It's I think the it's coolest. like the coolest kind of work you can do. Yeah. It's just so practical and you can apply it to like little household things mm-hmm. or you can apply it to like big giant industrial projects on rockets or, yeah. or even like, I love the way it relates to like, um, um, like surgical tools and medical work. Oh. Like, um, my dad used to work with a company that made magnets that go in pacemakers. Um, and so I, j- I love how micro and macro engineering work can be. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah. You're going to be, I, oh I know it's A&M, but yeah, come on, that's it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool to have a smart kid that knows what he wants to right. do, right? Yeah. Aw, congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see his transformer shop. Okay. That sounds so cool. All right. Well, Let's, uh, if there's nothing else, let's, let's wrap up. That's, I, I had such a blast. <laughs> Forgot we were recording. I was just I know, right? with you. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your, your final question? Yes. All right. One word to describe your future. One word to describe my future. Um, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go straight opposite of chaos and go I'm um, maybe relax isn't like relax in the word what's the word i should use like for calmness hmm. maybe not void of excitement but like try see already i'm like we got to get it a little relax doesn't sound right to me I can't even use the word what's a good um or maybe balanced that's a good oh, word a yeah good word. i think balance is perfect um because it really is my goal for this year, I think I can do much better at all the things I'm trying to do uh-huh. if I was just a little more balanced. <laughs> I don't think I have to completely give up my love for chaos, yeah. but I think just, you know, giving myself a little grace, giving myself a little rest, I will probably be a better friend and nurse and sister <laughs> and comic. Uh, uh, so I'm excited. I feel good about this year. I love New Year's. Yeah. It's fun. Good. Yeah, thank you so much yeah, for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're a great comic, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> In addition to all of the other things that you do. I know, we didn't, we didn't even talk about comedy. We were I like, know, we really didn't. Where did your son get into school? <laughs> like, and it's so cool, it's the same place. I think they should be friends. <laughs> I know, I think so too, because I, I've made him watch Land Lex. Oh, yeah, so. it's, it's, uh, yeah it's, that's like, I feel like very um, smart, young kid-minded. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. like, they love Land Lex. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham Presents. Ashley Sharma. Ashley, tell us where people can find you and promote your projects. You can see you can see pictures of my brother and <laughs> soon, soon you'll see comedy uh, <laughs> clips at, at uh, dat, D-A-T underscore Ash on Instagram and nowhere else because, again, I'm working on it. But if you want to be, if you want to get in on the ground floor, that's where to find me. <laughs> okay. And? 
the Scumber Party Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I'm Yeah, this is what you need. At Scumber Party, which is like Slumber Party, but with a C instead of an L. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Ashley got to be the comedic genius and hero oh my <laughs> that you heard today just as much as I have. <laughs> this has been Comedy Wham Presents Ashley Sharma. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank, Thank you, you, Ashley. So much. Thank you. Welcome to another, uh, oh my God, did you hear that phlegm? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm always perpetually losing my voice, no, so you're, this is a safe place. Okay. <laughs>